Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, for many of you, Um, 2020 has been a very interesting year, and this episode is all about reflecting back, plus more. And I don't know what that more is yet, but I promise you there will be more. Noelle, good morning. Hello. I I put a little pressure on us, but um, whenever we have a conversation, there is always more. I trust that. I trust that too. And, you know, it's been a heck of a year. Oh, man. So much has happened. What what has happened in your ear? Uh, uh, I say ear. Your your year, um, besides the obvious. So yes, COVID, yes, the pandemic, but also because um, we also have other things that have happened. Yeah. So I remember um, when we when I guess so. It's so interesting because in my mind, the year kind of starts in March for 2020, but that's not true. Um, time actually marched on, you know, well before that. And, um, I have to actually look at the calendar to see what happened, um, in this year. And, and I don't think I have a strong memory of what happened before March. I remember new year's. I remember going out to a wonderful dinner, um, and just really feeling so full of optimism and then South by Southwest getting canceled. We were supposed to go with all the journey coaches. That was probably the first tip off for me that things were really changing. And then kind of looking at the whole expanse of the year. Um, I live in Philadelphia, which has been just historically a huge part of the year from (laughs) protests to the election. And so that kind of time stamped a bunch of different things for me. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm married, I'm in a marriage, I'm in a partnership and that has, has been, um, challenging through the year as we faced kind of, you know, locking down and everything. And I had, I had some loss. I lost some people this year. So grappling with that, but, um, on the positive side of things, I think many of my relationships have really deepened and um, I've had the opportunity to focus on people that really matter to me. And that's been a gift. Yeah. I mean, I think that's happening for many. Um, whenever we go through something like this, uh, we start to value uh, things that you know we may have taken for granted, people we may have taken for granted. And I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. And you, I mean, let's walk through your greatest hits. This was a pretty big year. I think this might be one of the biggest years in the John Kim novel. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, you know, I I talk about chapters and act breaks. And I think I do that because I come from the the screenwriting world. And I I don't believe that any part of your story is wasted. So I definitely that carries over into my language, even though I don't write screenplays. Um, And this was not a chapter for me, but an act break, you know, it was um, a complete turning point. Even if it's internal, it could still be an act break, right? So uh, I was just thinking about this before we went on. I got, um, I made a baby. Yes. Uh, which is life changing in itself. Um, I, I bought my first house up in Altadena. 
um, which I didn't think, you know, I had no idea I would end up here, which is interesting. Um, I bought a couple of chickens. Uh, I I wrote a book. Um, uh, I did this uh, uh, experiment slash um, built a community called The Lab. And so that's now turned into a thing. Uh, What else? that's those are oh I lost my I lost my grandma which what, I mean I, it's not a big deal because she she was um, she was kind of a vegetable for years so it was more of just um you know her moving on that happened this year uh, so like six five or six really big things life changing things oh yeah a hundred percent and it's I think you know the, looking back our lives have gone on in spite of themselves. And so much of what we remember from this time is going to be punctuated by the things that we lived through versus um, the things that we didn't get to do. And even as I'm thinking back to um, the year, I turned 40 this year. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. And my mom turned 70 and my husband turned 40. And so we had a cake that said 150 years. Nice. Combined. (laughs) (laughs) Combined. And, and my, my little family, my mom, my dad, my sister, um, my sister's husband and my husband and our dogs, we had the opportunity to spend um, five precious days together. And I think when I remember this year, that's what I'm going to remember is that time away with my family. We rented two houses out on the water so that my parents could be safe in their own place. And just the crystal clear blue of this little seaside town that I've been going to since I was a child. And that's, that's what I'm going to treasure from this year. Yeah, it's interesting when you reflect back. Sometimes we don't think about the big life-changing things, but uh, what comes to us are moments, you know? Hmm. And, and I think that's, that's great. I, it helps us be more mindful, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as we're in this squishy place of reflecting, I think it's also important to acknowledge that um, this year wasn't all rainbows and unicorns. And no. we're going to be collectively as individuals, as friends, as families, as society, um, unpacking exactly what we went through this year, which was fear, sickness, loss, grief, panic, anger, violence, injustice, scarcity, trauma. Um, and that's, that's in this mix. It was there the whole time. And now it's just been highlighted, amplified, and we've been brought to our knees in so many different directions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think 2021, um, hopefully is going to be a a year of healing and rebuilding. Yes. And that is my God, something to look forward to being Mm -hmm. able to hug people. Um, you know, just even thinking of your little sweet nugget, Logan, being able to, (laughs) you know, meet her one day, (laughs) like that's going to be huge. And I can't imagine all of the different people in your life who want to meet her and hug her. Um, and, you know, also too, thinking about what needs to be built and, and what is required of us collectively to build it. Um, 
that's the work so much of it that we've undertaken at Journey this year. There were a lot of projects regarding diversity and inclusion that had been in the works for a really long time. And internally, the spotlight really um, came to to this work. And, and I said to our team, you know, guys, we have to get this right. Um, mm -hmm. We have to do it carefully. We have to do it slowly. And it's going to be the work of our lifetime. And I, I know that so many of us um, have either picked up the mantle that we were carrying already or started and, you know, hats off. And in kind of thinking about and talking about that, um, the thing that I'd like to ask everybody who's listening is to pull forward with compassion for your fellow man, because in this thing, we're all doing the best we can. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think one of the things that 2020 has done for Journey is it's made it more cozy. So because we are trapped at home, because we are thirsty for connection, um, our classes, I, th I think there's more, uh, there is more compassion, there's more openness, there's more vulnerability. You know. Yes. So guys, if you're not familiar with Journey, we have um, Coach Pam. And Coach Pam is in so many ways uh, the mama bear, the warm hug of our organization. Mm -hmm. She's a full-time coach that's dedicated to student success. And she said that she hears from so many people every day who have told her that our classes on Sundays have been the lifeline that has gotten them through this time. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a lesson I think that we can take and mirror out to everybody else in the world and extend that hand of saying, hey, you know, we're here. We're an organization that has opened doors. We accept you as you are. Um, if you need love, if you need connection, if you want to learn more about what we talk about on this podcast, come on down. The water is warm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, speaking of connection and, and also positive psychology, uh, your jam, uh, it, it provides pathways, uh, to deepen authentic meaning that sustains us through hard times. And that's kind of what's happening now uh, through these hard times, uh, us not isolating, but connecting, even if it's, you know, through the computer or however we do it. Um, the action of that is practicing positive psychology, wouldn't you say? Oh, I would. I would absolutely say that. And, and there's, I was, I was just reading this yesterday. Look how excited I'm getting. You're speaking my language. So guys, I have a book and it has tabs in it and I'm opening up to the right page. And, um, what I was just reading about yesterday is it's not selfish to want to experience positive emotions. And it's not selfish to want to experience positive emotions in the company of others. What that does for us collectively, individually, and as a society is it, it directly increases our capacity to experience resilience. It directly um, gives us the same chemical cocktail that's in antidepressants and helps us to become more stable and open. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I think that uh, during these times, it's really easy to um, isolate yourself. It's really easy to, you know, fall into our own quicksand um, and, 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 you know, uh, send people to voicemail and uh, not connect. 
Yeah. And it, that's a, so very true. Um, that's a natural phenomenon that takes place when we are isolated. So that comes from our limbic brains. I've talked about this a lot, but a quick refresher is, you know, our limbic brains were developed 200 million years ago. It's the level of consciousness um, as large mammals, horses and apes and cows and we have a herd mentality as humans. So when we're physically isolated, when we're removed physically from other people, our brain, our bodies, our psyches start thinking, oh, I must be sick. I must be a diseased cow. I should fall back. I should stay behind the herd. So a feeling of isolation itself is actually an evolutionary cue to get back with your people. And when we don't, or when we're, when we're, we're unable to do that, um, our brain and our body starts to scan social interactions for threats. So if you've been experiencing resistance to answering the phone, I know I have. Responding to text messages, I know I have. Um, responding to emails. Guys, I owe a lot of people emails. Um, that's normal. It's natural. It's happening for a reason. And that's one of the things that we're really going to need to help each other with moving into 2021, reconnecting with each other and breaking down the fear barriers around engaging with other people that have gone up just because of how we're hardwired. Yeah. And maybe that's one of the, the big lessons of 2020 is um, how much we do need each other. So much. Yeah. So very much. So, you know, whether we're talking about um, the health crisis of the pandemic or whether we're talking about the health crisis that is born of inequality, we need to move together in partnership. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm going to harp on it again. This partnership must come with compassion because we're going into new territory as a society. None of us has ever dealt with anything like this in our time, and we're going to get it wrong. But as long as we are stumbling together with the intention of doing this together to literally join together and become a force that turns the tide, then we can support each other in a collective future. Yeah. I love this sentence, in the company of trusted others, our lives become whole. Yes. Yes. And that sentiment um, actually came from my wedding vows. Um, there's oh. a poem. Yeah, there's there's a poem um, that I read as part of my vows. And um, one of the lines of the poem is, um, in your company, um, I have made of the lumber of my life, not a tavern, but a temple. Ooh, nice. Yes. And it's a old poem. It has many um, attributions. Uh, we don't know exactly where it came from, but it, it really stuck with me and resonated reflecting about this time that, you know, we can help each other take the lumber of our lives and build whatever temples we choose. Can the tavern be like a little back house? Like the temple totally. is the main house, but the tavern is a little back house in the back. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I love a good dive bar, you know? Exactly. exactly. Um, so, so 100%. But, you know, that that, that idea of, of thinking of your life as a temple, you know, what God do you call into it? Um, what are the gifts that you offer? 
you know, what, what are the prayers that are said and what are the gifts that are dealt as a result of your existence? Yeah. And one of the things that works for me is, um, when I struggle, uh, when I fall into my own trenches, quicksand, uh, I pull back. Um, I pull back almost like when you see in a documentary going from like a single house to the clouds to space, and then you see earth, uh, and I pull back and I look at my entire story and I, and I try to examine what's happening objectively and then um, try to make sense of it. And if I can make meaning out of what's happening, then it doesn't feel as bad. Then, you know, suddenly there's something bigger happening. Yes. And I, I think that's a really wonderful aspect of our existence to remember is that um, we can find, you know, meaning in everything. I was mm -hmm. sharing with you right before we hopped on that I hurt my back again. And why did I hurt my back? Because I was trying to exercise when I was stiff and stressed out and didn't stretch properly. And what's the meaning in that? Slow down. Right. <laughs> Take right. care of yourself. Listen to your body. It's so simple. There, there's a lot of people in journey, uh, especially this year and with the pandemic, who uh, in their gut wanted to transition. Um, pursue a career helping other people. And if it wasn't for this pandemic, they wouldn't have done it. I mean, this is the the the, the push that they needed to um, do something that was scary. Yeah. I mean, this year has caused us all to come face to face with the concept of mortality, with end of life, with endings in general. And, um, you know, I uh, again, today I was reading about the trend that's coming with coaching in end-of-life work. And one of the things that is coming out of this school of thought that's been developing over the last couple of years, I'd say, is that when you're facing the end of your life and when you're facing your own mortality and the mortality of people who you love, everything becomes about living well. And what does that mean to you? And one of the things that I've really enjoyed seeing you go through this year is um, really tapping into what it means to live simply. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think because I went from city to um, kind of a ranchy, um, quiet neighborhood, um, yeah, sim simple has been definitely um, a, a glowing sign for me this year. You know, the, 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 uh, the value of it, um, remembering how important simple is when things get complicated. Yeah. And, you know, what, as coaches, we focus on goal setting. We focus on moving forward. We focus on changing state from one thing to another. And because we live in a consumer-based, um, capitalist, money-driven society, those goals tend to flash before us as bigger, better, faster, stronger. And that does a true disservice to the foundational concepts that support coaching, which is positive psychology and humanism, which is all about making meaning for yourself based on the world around you. And sometimes the greatest goal state is the transition to peace. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when I think of peace, I, you know, it's the opposite of anxiety and panic. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a connection to yourself with peace. There's an acceptance. 
There is. There's there's a connection to yourself. There's acceptance. And, you know, something that I've been noodling on is the idea of self-partnership, you know, in the pursuit of goals and the pursuit of realization of dreams. I think that there is this um, really common inclination to beat yourself up, to say mean things to you, to think that you have to fix your body, fix your psyche. Um, and and you 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 sacrifice yourself but what would it look like to truly work in flow and in partnership with yourself yeah i love that and i got to say um because self betterment has become cool with that also comes a lot of shoulds and you know you should be drinking green juice and you should be doing this and should be doing that and i i i think with uh 2020 maybe for 21 Let's all start with going at your own pace. You know, let's yeah. all start start with uh, this is how I want to redefine self-betterment. This is what I want to do, what works for me. And I don't need to go do um, 100 burpees for, for time. <laughs> you know, I could go for a walk and I could uh, do things um, at my own pace. So I start establishing a better relationship with myself. And taking the shackles off, I think one of the most um, refreshing things that I've heard this year from so many people in my life is I no longer give a fuck what other people think. Mm, yeah, that's, I mean, that's so powerful. So powerful. Yeah, that's, and, always, that's always been my thing in my 20s and 30s, caring too much, exchanging my truth for membership. And it's something that I've been saying so much and- when you, um, speaking of peace, when you genuinely care less about what people think, you actually, you get peace. Yes. And then there's, there's, a, there's a duality to it because if we're not seeking approval and appraisal from others, it opens us up to accept friendship, help, support, love and all of the best qualities of humanity that are are there for the taking. It also allows you to finally um, listen to yourself, like yourself, dance with yourself, uh, you know, establish a authentic relationship with yourself because now you're not uh, um, pulling from your pseudo because of you're seeking some kind of approval, validation, love, whatever. And I think you enjoy other people more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you're, if you're not showing your authentic side, it's hard to enjoy other people more. But when you yeah. allow yourself to be you and other people accept that, then that enjoyment, it comes naturally. It is. The, the biggest theme and the biggest lesson for me of 2020 is um, accepting help. And, and, and that actually, for me, pulls from a place of of awakening to self-love. Yeah, and and um, maybe this is a good place to take this home because when you said accepting help, that I think that's so powerful. Um, I think many people find journey not just because they want to help other people, but it's actually them accept accepting help. Yes, yes, and and like the true thing about journey, the true thing about coaching is that self determination requires partnership and support, and innately, this is what coaching is: it's partnership and support, and and that 
is a gift that you give to yourself. I love that. And, and I tell uh, my students in class, like, I know you guys are all here because you want to um, acquire tools and learn how to help other people and ultimately, um, you know, coach for, for a living. But what if you saw this whole process as a way to uh, help yourself first? What if you saw this as a process of you going on your hero's journey, um, working on yourself, connecting to yourself, all of that, uh, file this under the umbrella of self-care. And then at the end, if you want to now take this and help other people, you can, but that's not the reason why you're here. And when I say that, I see um, people getting lighter. I see people uh, not putting so much pressure on themselves to help other people, but kind of starting with themselves first, you know? My heart is smiling. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and that's, you know, I, I love our, our nuggets and our muffins at journey so much. The people who come through our doors are some of the best people to grace this earth. And, mm. um, I feel such gratitude for the work that they want to do in the world. And if I could give one wish for all of our folks, it's to take the pressure off of themselves and just mm. be for a yeah. little bit and yeah. to breathe and to, to, you know, take themselves in and to take in, um, the gifts that they present to so many every day. Um, and you're right. It's, uh, it's worthwhile to think about taking your foot off the gas and to unfold. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and this resonates with you, um, and you want help with taking your foot off the pedal, uh, come check us out. The real people, real stories, and uh, we're all kind of going through this together. Um, and maybe as we go into the new year, um, what a great place to start, you know, uh, instead of all the checklists and things that you want to get done and do and accomplish, what if the first thing uh, for you to do is, is to take your foot off the gas pedal just for a second? You know? Yes. Come see us. Ground yourself. We'd love to hear your story. Yep. And uh, we will see you in class uh, and excited to uh, go on this journey with you for 2021. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training, and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's jrni.co slash everything.